right. Right on. We got family on here tonight. Yeah, we do. We're running deep. Let's say our prayers. Opportunity for our family to come together and to read your word. As we study your word tonight, Father, we ask that you just fill our hearts with peace. Let us be nourished by your word. Open our eyes, open our ears. Fill us and lead us. Help us to do what's right. And Father, please forgive us for anything that we have between you and your word. Anything that, that is between us and your word, Father. As we read your word tonight, Father, we ask that you just give us a full revelation. That you'd unfold the secrets of your word. That you would open up the word and shed light upon us. That your word would be powerful and alive like I know it is. That it would cut deep. That it would pierce through the fog. And through the walls, the boundaries, the fortresses that we put up against it. Amen. Phyllis, Holy Spirit, come and come and teach us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay. Oh. Chapter 30, the words of Agur, the son of Jekyll, even the prophecy. Or this is a, an oracle, right? Mm -hmm. The man spoke unto Ithiel, even unto Ithiel and Eucal. I am wearied, O God, the oracle of the man. I am wearied, O God. Verse 2, surely I am more brutish than any man and have not the understanding of a man. I neither learned wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy. He's, he's talking about himself and he says, what, he, what he's saying is, I am more like a beast than I am like a man. I have no power of, to reason like a man does. I have not gotten wisdom by teaching so that I might have the knowledge of the Holy One. Who has ascended up into the heavens or descended? Who has gathered the wind in their hands, in their fists, who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? And what is his name? And what is his son's name? If thou canst tell. Now, right there he points out thousands of years before Jesus come, what is his name? And what is his son's name? Because mm -hmm. yeah, he's been talking about the one that did all the work. He is. He's saying these things and he understands he's gotten a revelation of Jesus Christ. And this is why he sees himself in this light as being less than an animal. Because he has a full revelation of God. He's seen God's holiness. 
And when we come to a revelation of God's holiness, we understand and we have to ask ourselves, what is man? What is man that God would concern himself with us? Yeah, right. So, and when he says, who has ascended up into heaven or descended? Jesus has. Yeah. But he's asking this before Jesus ever came. Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Jesus has. He calmed yes. the storm. Yep. Who has bound the waters in a garment? Jesus has. Throw your net on the other side. Mm -hmm. Who has established all the ends of the earth? Jesus had. He's a word of God. That's right. And when that word was spoken, it established all the ends of the earth. It sure did. What is his name? And what is his son's name? If you can tell. Every word of God is pure. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. And thou, not unto his words, lest he repro reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Here's, here's another translation of that. God's every promise has stood the test. He's a shield to all who refuge with him. Add nothing to his words, or he'll expose you as a liar. Mm -hmm. Add nothing to his words. He will expose you as a liar. Every word of God is pure. Look at that verse 5. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. You will find many, many, many stories of miracles of people who got hold of the revelation of God's word and they stood on it and they received a miracle and you'll find movies written about stories like that and you will find testimonies that are amazing and astounding and blow your mind what you will not find is you will not find a story of someone who stood on god's word and perished therein you won't find that story I guarantee you, you will not find that story. There are people that will twist circumstances and say that it's that story, but it's not. Right. Verse seven. Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. Remove the fear from me. Vanity and lies. Or, I'm sorry. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. So what does the man say? He says, he says, two things I've asked of you, Lord. Please don't deny them to me before I die. Take away from me falsehood and lies. Let me be a righteous man that speaks the truth. And give me neither poverty or riches. I don't care. Feed me with my allotted bread. He says, he says, look, you don't need to make me a rich man, Lord, but please don't make me a poor man. Just give me what I need. That's right. 
Smith Wigglesworth, who you guys all know by now, I have read a lot of. Yeah. He made a deal with God. He promised God when he, when he, when he decided, when God called him to go and serve him, Smith Wigglesworth couldn't even read. He carried a Bible around for years, but every one of the verses he quoted, he had memorized because he could not read. Mm. When the Lord called Smith Wigglesworth to go and minister to preach, Smith Wigglesworth said, okay, Lord, but you know I'm supposed to be working. He was a plumber, and he was a very good plumber. He said, you know I'm supposed to be working, and if I go and preach, then I can't make money plumbing. So, so here's the deal that I'll make for you, with you, Lord. I'm not asking you to make me a rich man. But if I ever have to go around with pants that have holes in the knees, then, then I'm going back to plumbing. I'm, I'm not going to do this. If you can't clothe me like your word says that you can, if you're not going to clothe me and provide my needs, then I'm going back to plumbing. That was the deal that he made. Mm-hmm. All the years that Smith Wigglesworth was plumbing, he always had patches on his knees. He's, his pants were always torn open. Right. But, but from the day that he went forth to, to serve God, he, he, he never had to wear pants with holes in the knees again. <laughs> Pretty neat. I, I didn't remember reading it, and I've read about him. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, and there was a time... There was a time that his clothing was getting a little threadbare and a miracle happened. He was he was in his room and some person that had heard him preach a year before that found out he was in the hotel and brought him a suit of clothes. My goodness. Delivered it to him. So this is and verse nine, lest I be fool and deny thee and say, who is the Lord? This is his this is his caution. He says, he says, don't give me too much. Don't make me a rich man. And because because if you make me a rich man, I might be full of myself. I might be full of the things that I have, and I might deny you, Lord. And yep. say, Who is the Lord? Or if I'm poor and I steal, and I might take the name of the Lord God in vain. <clears throat> Accuse not a servant unto his master, lest he curse you, and thou be found guilty. This is a hard lesson for us to learn. My wife and I are on this journey right now. We're learning this lesson together. This is a hard thing, you know. Read that verse again. Accuse not a servant unto his master, lest he curse you. And you be found guilty. So accuse not a servant unto the master. Let's thank this. If a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord, then they become his servant. So when we go to Jesus, when we go to God and we complain about them, we are complaining to the master about his servant. Ah. Who are you to judge another man's servant? To his own master, does he stand or fall? And I'll tell you that he should stand because his master is well able to make him stand. Right? Yes. That's a quote 
from the Bible. Uh, for those of you who didn't didn't know that, I know Dad knew that. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying is this is a very difficult thing to do. That when we go and we complain to God about somebody, that what we're doing is we are complaining to Him about His own servant who He loves. That's right. We're also telling Jesus that we don't like his wife, his bride. Yeah, if, amen. If they, are, if they are saved, we're telling Jesus that we just we don't like his bride. Yeah, we're, yeah. Not a good thing to do. So, I know my wife's on tonight, but she knows this is true. Okay, so and this is this whole family here and. And so this is true. You know, when I when I go in to talk to the Lord about things between me and my wife, the Lord showed me um, about a year ago that I'm not even supposed to mention my wife to him. I'm supposed to talk about his bride. And so I pray for his bride. And he said, and if you'll pray for my bride, the same things will be reflected in your bride. And, the, and that's true. Yeah. And so and so when I pray, I pray for for his bride. I pray for his bride because in in the answering of those prayers for his bride, my bride also will benefit. That's right. Yeah, several years ago I didn't even know that even though I was a Christian. Amen. And the vast the vast majority of, of, of Christians we're not we're not taught we're not taught to think in terms of the word of God is is literally alive, that every word means exactly like it says, and that Jesus is the word of God, and that if we negate any portion of the word of God, we're negating Jesus. That's right. That is what to deny God's word in any part is to deny Jesus. And if we deny Jesus, that means we're against Jesus. And if we're against Jesus, that means what? We are anti-Christ. Mm-hmm. To deny any part of the word is to accept the spirit of antichrist. Right. That's right. And, and don't think that the spirit of Antichrist is some one-dimensional single being that is there that has a name and a shape. And a, The Bible tells us when it's talking about the spirits of Antichrist, Paul said, even now, even now, many Antichrists have gone forth. Yeah, I was going to bring that out. That's exactly what it said. Many. Many. There's going to be the Antichrist, but there are many before him. There's many of them. And what are they? They are spirits that exalt themselves against God's word. Exactly. They are spirits that exalt themselves against God's word. And when we allow one of those spirits to influence us such that we will negate or refuse God's word in any part or portion. Yes. We have taken on the spirit of Antichrist. Yeah. And we are we are supporting the spirit of Antichrist. 
That's let's see here. We have 33. I'm gonna try I'm gonna go on to verse 15 tonight, Dan. So oh, we can okay. get halfway done with this chapter. Yeah. There is a generation that curses their father and does not bless their mother. There's there is a generation that are pure in their own eyes, and yet it's not watched from their filthiness. Do you guys know, and I, I, th I think I've told this story, the, where, I, where, where the Lord showed me the blessings. Um, there's a series, there's a series actually about Muslims. Um, it's an old story. It's based on true, true history of the Turkish Empire. Um, it's called Ertugrul. It's on Netflix. E-R-T-U-R-A-L. Or two girl. It's the name of the main character. Spell it for me again, baby. E-R-T-U-G-R-A-L. Or two girl. So even though it is about Muslims and that this guy was an... an, an an activist and grow in the Islamic empire. There is some incredible lessons in that series for Christians. The first is how they always, they, they never walked out of the house without blessing their mother or blessing their wives. They actually said a blessing. They actually spoke a blessing over each other. And, 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 uh, and as they were leaving to go to war or go to work or anything, they would go to their wife or they'd go to their mother and they'd say, give me your blessing. Because it was that important. And, and this is how important it is that if they were doing something that their mother didn't approve of or their wife didn't approve of, she said, if you go and do that, you'll go without my blessing. And that would make them stop dead in their tracks. That would make them stop dead in their tracks. See, we say these words, do I have your blessing? Yeah. But but we only, we're saying it superficially. We're saying it with, with just skin depth. For, for, for the early Christians, and there is a lot about the early Christians in that series, um, including the Crusaders and some of the things that they did, um, but, but for these early Christians, this was, I mean, they knew that their words had life. They knew that their words were woven into the tapestry of the fabric of reality. That when we speak, we speak like we're well, God. And, and I, I think everyone should watch that series or at least watch a couple of those shows because it would help us put into perspective how important our words are. How truly important our words are. It's something we've lost in this day and age. <coughs> There's a generation. Oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. 
there is a generation whose teeth are like swords and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. That's a hard saying. It's a, so there's a haughty generation. They speak whatever they want. They got knives coming out of their mouths. Right. They don't care about the, the, the results of what their words do. Or the harm that their words can cause. They don't care. They don't think about it. In this generation, they don't help the poor. They don't help the needy. They're selfish. Lazy. Yeah. They don't want to be people that are known as being merciful and generous. They want to be generous to who they want to be generous to, not to who needs generosity. Uh, they want a favor. Yes. And they think they are better than everybody else, so they have a right to think like that. In other words, they are the elite. Yes. Verse 15. 15 and 16, the horse leech has two daughters crying, give, give. There are three things that are never satisfied, yea, four things, say not, it is enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not filled with water, and the fire that saith not, it is enough. These are the four things the four things that say not, it is enough. The grave is never satisfied. It always has more room. That's right. The barren womb is never satisfied. It always wants a child. The earth that is not filled with water, it's the desert, the dry places, is always hungry, starving for water, always thirsty. And the fire that saith not, and the fire that saith not, the fire that says not, it's enough. It's a fire that consumes. It's a fire that's hungry for more fuel. Yeah. The, the fire that wants to spread, the wildfire. That's what they are. So, fire that says enough. All right. I think that's it for tonight. I'm going to turn it over to Dad now. Okay. We, that was that was verse 16. We finished in. We'll be in verse 17 tomorrow night. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Well, Father, we thank you for our time together. Thank you for your love for this family. Thank you, Lord, for caring for us during this day. Thank you for your sweet spirit, Lord, that rests upon us. Father, I thank you for my wife. I praise you, Father, for her and ask you, Lord, to extend your grace, your power, your healing, and your favor upon her body and her life. I lift up Sky and Maria to you, Father. I ask God that you will bless this home. I know, God, that all of us, all of us at times, Father, when we 
become discouraged. We don't say things that are right. But Father, you always convict those who are willing to be taught. And we're grateful for that, Father. We thank you, Lord, for Jacob and Raiden. Ask your blessings over these young men. Ask you to teach them great and mighty things, Father. Lord, I, I would encourage all of us on this phone tonight that every one of us would take the time to read a chapter in Proverbs every day. Finish the chapters in one month and start over again. And Father, we're grateful to you, Lord, for caring for us and meeting our needs. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings over our hearts ask you, Lord, to touch Tannis. Pray, God, for direction in his life and hope, joy, peace. Lift up Aaron and Elise to you, Father. Ask your blessings over that home. I pray, Father, for John. God bless this young man and touch his heart. Just give him strength. Give him guidance. Lift up all into you, Lord, and ask your blessings over her, Father, and to teach her. I pray for Mel and see you and Catherine, Father. I thank you, Father, for your care. Lord, we know that many, many, many of these verses in Proverbs have applied to our nation today, where we're at. Father, we know that, Lord, there are many devious hearts. There are hearts that have sold themselves out for things, sold themselves out for different reasons, Father. We ask, God, that you will just touch hearts, mold, O oh God, and make us into yours, O oh God. We lift up our churches to you. I pray for our local church here, Lord, and our wonderful family with you. I lift up Sky and Maria's church, Father, and ask God your blessings over it, that you do a mighty work, Lord, there. I pray, Father, for our country. I ask, Lord, that you will protect us from this virus. In the name of Jesus, I bind this virus where it cannot enter this country. And those that have obtained it. Lord, I pray that it's over with, that the law be well and go home. Father, for your care, I come against the evil news media, Lord, that have chosen and the evil hearts that have chosen, Lord, to promote a scare tactic, Father, for the people in order to destroy. They don't care, Lord, who it hurts, but that's the way Satan works, Lord. He's here to kill, steal, and destroy. And Satan, we bind you in all of this. You have no authority over your children, our children, the children of God. And we say, go in the name of Jesus. And we give you praise and honor and glory. For we ask these things in Jesus' precious name tonight. Amen. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Good night, family. Take care. Yeah, I love you. Love you. <laughs>